This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast. As we hit Sunday, the final day, as we will put the field on the Road to the Sweet 16, the regionals uh, next week, and there will be one here in New York and Mass Square Garden uh, on Thursday and Saturday. We already know Tennessee will be there. We'll see who else will join them. Um, let's run down yesterday, and then we'll take a look at today. We start with the darlings of the tournament, and they could be joined by that if FDU can do something that's never been done before, and that would be a 16 seed, not only beating the one seed, that's happened twice, but then advancing to the Sweet 16 has never happened. We'll see if they can do that today. Well, they will have their hands full with the Florida Atlantic team that is very good and has won over 30 games. But Princeton brings the Cinderella aspect. They bring some charm to the Sweet 16. They will be, uh, they will face the winner of Baylor Creighton. And if they should win one more game, they will probably face Alabama. Alabama will play a tough San Diego State team, but I think they will get past them. They woke up in the second half yesterday, got Miller finally back on the beam and uh, drubbed Maryland, winning by 20 points uh, and moving into the Sweet 16. So Princeton did it in wonderful fashion, not just winning, but dominating, completely taking Missouri apart. Missouri wasn't a great team. I didn't think much of Missouri, but they were overwhelmed, overwhelmed on the backboards, overwhelmed every part of the game yesterday and never in the game against Princeton as Princeton didn't just fight their way into the Sweet 16. They stormed their way into the Sweet 16 in impressive, impressive fashion. Really a tremendous, tremendous performance on their part. Uh, Really uh, very, very impressive as a matter of fact, okay? Uh, So uh, there you have Princeton and what they bring, all the charm, all all the Cinderella aspects already in the Sweet 16, and they will be getting ready to play a good, solid team, whether they get Creighton or Baylor in the next round. Alabama, as we said, beat up on Maryland, one going away, got off to a sluggish start. Miller was very much off his game, and then he exploded in the second half, showed you what he can do, scored 19 points, and Alabama stormed their way into the Sweet 16, and they will be an over, overwhelming favorite in the South. Overwhelming. Uh, odds on, and they should be, because they're the best team in the tournament. San Diego State just manhandled Furman. Furman couldn't hit their threes and couldn't handle San Diego State offensively, defensively, on the backboard in any way. San Diego State just pummeled them, just absolutely pummeled them. San Diego State was tied with Charleston with two minutes to play. They withstood that threat, and then they pounded on Furman to make it to the Sweet 16, an impressive showing for San Diego State, and they will obviously, for their uh, 
for their two wins. They will get Alabama in the Sweet 16, and they will have their hands very much full. Tennessee stormed their way into the Sweet 16. They will be at Mass Square Garden uh, next week. They're one that will be there. They will play the winner of FDU in Florida Atlantic, so they will be a favorite in the next round. And they went out there. And we know they're a defensive team. They know we know they were missing their point guard. We know that they could be terrible defensively. What we didn't know, and I take blame for this, I, folks, did not know that Duke had lost a starter on Friday in practice. Now, first of all, when you play Thursday and then you have a game on Saturday, you don't expect to go hard on Friday. And I'm very surprised that someone would get injured in practice. They lost a very key player. And frankly, I, di- I didn't realize he was out. I have to admit, I watched the pregames. I watched everything. And I never saw anybody mention until they put the ball up in the air that Mitchell was out. And Mitchell was a big loss for them. But what happened in this game was they got manhandled absolutely manhandled by Tennessee. Tennessee was older, bigger, stronger. And then Tennessee had a great second half offensively. Duke never got in the, they showed their youth yesterday, both on the court and they showed their youth on the bench. Rick Barnes has been doing this forever. John Shire's in his first year. It showed yesterday. He needed to get the court opened up. He needed to get them out of the box they were playing in. He also needed to make some adjustments, but also he was hurt terribly. They were 19-1 and when they had their top six players this year. They were 8-7 and when they didn't, and they didn't yesterday, but I, I don't think anybody knew. I didn't know. So I tell you, I take a hit for that. I did not know he was hurt. He got hurt in practice on Friday, and I didn't hear it. I never heard it. I never heard it mentioned anywhere until game time, and it was a big loss. But Tennessee outplayed them. They earned their way in. They were more muscular. I mean, uh, Duke needed a cut man. They knocked Duke around. They punched Duke in the face so many times in that game. They opened cuts. They knocked him to the floor. They got them in foul trouble. They bewildered them. Uh, they took advantage of everything Duke did. And Duke was a team that had a unit that was knew how it wanted to play and was a very tightly knit unit with not a lot of substitutions and losing a player yesterday who's a 30-minute-a-game player was devastating to them. It happens. I didn't know what happened, but it did happen, and of course, Duke Dealey. Tennessee, deserving of the win, got it. Houston played. We didn't know what Sasser and Shed were going to do. We know they were both hurt. They had a bad first half. You know, if you listen to Kelvin Sampson, he was talking like we should be a 10 seed. I'm really worried about our team. I don't know if we're going to be able to do this. They got down 10 at half, and you thought, I really did. I said, you know what? I think Houston doesn't believe these guys are healthy. I think they don't believe that uh, they have a real shot. I also think they're feeling sorry for themselves that they've been beset by these injuries. Uh, And I thought they had decided – you know, to basically cash their chips. They were playing in Birmingham, big crowd for Auburn, 41-31 Auburn at the half. Houston didn't play defense, didn't do anything in the first half. And I don't know what Kelvin Sampson said to them at halftime, 
But Houston came out and showed you why they are one of the top teams in this tournament and why someone like me picked them to go to the championship game against Alabama. Because the way they played in the second half was as well as any team can play in this tournament. Mark got on fire. Sasa got, uh, got going, wound up with 22. Mark wound up with 26. Uh, and they devastated they held Auburn to four field goals in the second half, four for 24, and outscored them 50-23. to 23. They're playing Auburn with a, with a head of fire in a building full of Auburn fans. Everyone in the building's rooting for Auburn, except for the couple of people there from Houston. And they put on a display that was worthy of a championship team. They faced adversity, they faced oblivion, and they spit it back out and went on to an 81-64 win that was as ultra-impressive as you could have. And now, I think it's full speed ahead. I think they overcome, and you're going to see when they're playing on a Final Four weekend, you're going to see them talk about how they were in that locker room at halftime and what went on in that locker room. And they came out, and they showed up, and that's what you have to do. That's what you have to do, and they did. Texas had a very tough game with Penn State. It was a stubborn game. It was one where they actually trailed in the 50s. They trailed with five minutes left. Then they came down, and they made shot after shot after shot. They answered the bell, and they went on to a five-point win. Texas, Houston, Midwest final. Texas will play the winner of Pitt Xavier, and that's an interesting game coming up right now as we speak. That game's just about to start. Xavier has been schizophrenic lately. It's a weird game because you have Sean Miller, who's had a great coaching career. But remember, he was a legendary player at Pitt. And now he sees who in the Sweet 16. I mean, in the round of 32, trying to get to the Sweet 16. Pitt. So it really is looking back into the past against his alma mater in this game. Pitt's played well. They got out fast against Oklahoma State. I mean, against Iowa State, who just couldn't make, you know, shot 20% in the first half. Um, complained about the rims before the game and then shot 20% in the first half. Was it in their head? No, they just can't shoot. Xavier's been hot and cold. They blew out Creighton in the Big East tournament, and then they didn't even show up in the final. Uh, I was at the DePaul game, and they played miserably for 38 minutes. Should have lost and won that game. Um, Xavier's a weird bunch. They don't defend. They had fights among themselves. You don't know how Xavier's going to show up in this game. I really don't. Pitt right now is the more cohesive team. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. The winner will get Texas. And Miami-Indiana winner will get Houston. Arkansas stuns Kansas. Kansas looked like they were going to blow them out in the first half. They didn't. Arkansas hung in. Arkansas hung in. And then Arkansas came and took it late. Kansas didn't have Bill Self. Norm Roberts was coaching the team. But Arkansas, which is a very talented team, showed up in this tournament and has played well. They beat Illinois. Now they beat Kansas. They're in the Sweet 16. They will play the winner of St. Mary's and UConn. UCLA had a big lead early against Northwestern. Northwestern battled back, actually tied the game at 49. UCLA kept a little lead, had an eight-point lead late. They wound up winning by five. I know if you bet UCLA, you're very upset because UCLA was up eight with seven seconds left, and then five seconds left, 
and they foul a three-point shooter up eight. Why are you fouling a three-point shooter up eight in the last five seconds when he's just taken a, a, a three for the heck of it? He makes all three free throws. UCLA doesn't cover. And some people are banging their heads against the wall. I understand that. But UCLA is there, uh, as you would expect them to be. They get the winner of TCU-Gonzaga. So of my final four, I still have UCLA, Houston, and Alabama. I lost Duke. Uh, it's been a topsy-turvy tournament, as we know. That's where I am right now. Now, today's games. Uh, Xavier Pitt, as I told you, they're playing schizophrenic. Pitt's the hotter team right now. Xavier's the better team. Uh, I don't have a real opinion on the game, but if, if you put a gun to my head, I'm going to take Xavier. They're the better team. Um, Kentucky against Kansas. Kentucky's favorite. Kentucky would love to win their way into a bracket at, at Mass Square Garden, where they would love to play, where they're very familiar with playing. They would get the winner of Michigan State Marquette, which would be a heck of a game. And then they would get, most likely, you would think Tennessee, although FDU, Atlantic, if they win today as they should, uh, could be a dangerous team. Um, Kentucky is a team that is going to be ferocious on the backboard. They're tougher than Kansas State. They're more physical than Kansas State. And I think they'll edge Kansas State today. I really do. I picked them before it started to get to the Sweet 16. I actually picked them to get to the Final Eight, if you want to know the truth. Um, uh, I think they'll win today. It'll be a tough game. Kansas State's, I think, a little overrated. And I think Kentucky was underrated. So I think Kentucky at six was seeded improperly and I think Kansas State was given too high a seed. So I think both ways, that's why Kentucky's favorite in this game, and I think they'll win. Um Michigan State Marquette should be a classic. An absolute classic. What I didn't like about Michigan State, I like the way they play defense. I like the way they spread the floor the other day. What I didn't like is the way they shot free throws down the stretch. It was scary. Marquette is a very good offensive team. That's going to be it. That's two well coached teams. You know how good Izzo is. He's a master in the tournament. Shaka is very good as an underdog. He's the favorite, though, in this game. He's not the same as a favorite as he is an underdog. He's a lethal underdog. Izzo is a very live underdog. This game goes right to the wire. St. Mary's, Connecticut. St. Mary's going to play D. UConn's got more firepower. I think UConn's got to be careful in this game. This game will be low scoring, and I think UConn will pull it out. Creighton and Baylor is a flip of a coin. FDU, Florida Atlantic. Understand Florida Atlantic has won 30 games. They are on a mission. This is the worst team FDU could get. FDU is playing a team that thinks it's a darling. They want to make a name for themselves. They want to get to the Sweet 16, and, and they are a legitimate team. They were a one-point underdog to Memphis, and they beat Memphis by one they stole the ball in the last 10 seconds, down one, and made a basket with two seconds left to be here. They are a 15-point favorite in this game. And you might think FDU can pull the same thing with their guards here. They can't. Florida Linux guards aren't going to let them do that. Purdue was in never-never-land. Purdue did so many things wrong in that game, and they were so badly coached, it's scary. Florida Linux not going to do that today. They're not going to be surprised by anything that FDU does and that's why it's going to be a very tall order for FDU. Florida Atlantic will win, and I wouldn't be surprised if they won by a comfortable margin. Miami-Indiana is another toss-up. I like Indiana's inside game. Both teams very well coached. Uh, and then TCU-Gonzaga, I think the game will be high scoring. I think Gonzaga will win. I don't think it – I think it will be pretty close. TCU's dangerous. Dangerous team. But I think Gonzaga will win. 
and get to the Sweet 16, which they do every year. So that's where we are today. Uh, we'll have more, uh, a podcast for you tomorrow to set the six, Sweet 16 for you, and we move along. Um, if you played a, a bracket against mine, hey, everybody suffered a lot of upsets. I right now have my three of the four Final Four teams already have advanced. I don't have anybody who I took to the Final Four playing today. I lost Duke yesterday along the way. So I have three of the four, including my champion and my semifinalists, Alabama and Houston. So uh, just to give you an idea, if you played against it, and there's prizes to be had for the ultimate winner, I doubt my bracket will be the ultimate winner, so somebody's going to beat me, I would think. Somebody's going to get all four Final Four teams, I would think, uh, along the way. Uh, Or if we get a real sleeper in the Final Four, then someone will get three out of four. So we'll see what happens. I would think somebody's going to have – I think there would be numerous people with better brackets. My bracket's only okay. It's not great. It's not bad. It's just not. It's only okay. I have both. I have three of the four final four teams, and I have my champion and my semifinalist. So that's not bad, considering a lot of people picked Arizona to win the championship. A lot of people picked Kansas to win the championship. Okay, a lot of people picked Duke to win the championship, and those teams are all gone already. So uh, I don't think a lot of people picked Purdue. I think a lot more people picked Duke than picked Purdue in that bracket. But a lot of people picked Kansas, and a lot of people, a lot of people picked Arizona. Uh, so that's where we are right now. Enjoy your day. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan, and you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.